You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime. Anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to E Ticket to Broadway where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Thanks for choosing to listen to E-Ticket to Broadway, where your favorite Broadway stars reveal which classic Disney Parks attractions make them nauseous. Speaking of classic attractions, be sure to follow E-Ticket to Broadway on Instagram to see photos of our guests at the park, and also see which episodes are coming up next, play games and trivia, and connect with the e-ticket community. Looking for your next great outfit to wear to a Disney park? Be sure to visit the e-ticket to Broadway shop to bring home the magic. Lots of fun designs, great products, all waiting for you to up your Disney style game. Visit www.eticketpodcast.com to shop. Also on the website, you can learn how you can become a VIP listener by becoming a Patreon of eTicket to Broadway. There are five different levels of giving, all to support the podcast, plus a portion of all the funds raised goes directly to Gilana's Fund, an organization created in 2007 shortly after my oldest sister Gilana passed away. This fund honors her legacy by helping organizations across the country whose missions align with the fund's core values inclusion, justice, and acceptance. This episode's guest is a true Disney young at heart. She's been seen on Broadway in Kiss Me Kate and currently stars as Nala in The Lion King. Get ready to feel the love tonight. Here's Adrian Walker. Adrian, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I saw a photo of you in middle school, big smile, wearing a Nala shirt. So I think it's safe to assume we have a lot of Disney love to talk about. Am I right? Oh, so much love. So much love. Okay, so take me back in time to Jonesboro, Georgia. Were you a fan of the Disney movies as a kid? Oh, absolutely. It was the it was the thing to watch. Like we had the VHS classic. Uh, Disney cover, you know, it was just beautiful to see them all lined up and everything. But we didn't have them all because, I mean, we didn't grow up with that much, you know, extra cash. But uh, Lion King, definitely. Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Um, I'm thinking there was uh, Angels in the Outfield in there somewhere. Uh, The Great Mouse. Wait, was it The Great? The Great Mouse Detective. The Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, definitely. That was a favorite of ours. Okay, this is the first time I think on the podcast someone has talked about Angels in the Outfield. Oh, yeah. You can do it. 
Oh my gosh. And like waving your arm, like flapping your arms in the, that is really wonderful. What about like the classic Disney movies, Mm -hmm. Snow White, Cinderella, Peter Pan, any of those movies? You know what? Those were later for for us. Like I saw bits and pieces, maybe if I went up to a sleepover, but the the main the main group for us were definitely like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King. Like those were on rotation. And um anything else we saw was at someone else's house. Did you relate to any of the characters in those movies? Ooh, that's a good question. I related to Beauty and the Beast. Um, I related to Belle because um, I was such an introvert um, and, and and my head was always in a book like it still is. I love to read. And so I related to that part of Belle, but the part of, of her that was, you know, she's so brave and everything that took some time. You know, I, I still don't know that I'm extremely brave, but um, <laughs> the reading for sure. Oh, we love Belle. What about any of the songs? Was there like a signature song when you were a kid walking down the street? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For I mean, anything, you know how Peebo Bryson was like the only one (laughs) singing all of the songs. So basically anything Peebo Bryson was doing, we were listening to. But, um, uh, oh, The Little Mermaid, duh. Oh, my gosh. So part of your world, for sure. Anything from Beauty and the Beast, like anything from Beauty and the Beast, they were classics and um just can't wait to be king can you feel the love tonight uh, aladdin oh my god we loved aladdin so much and by we i mean my my sister jacqueline and i were only 18 months apart and so we were watching these these movies together but yeah uh, um we probably watched aladdin too much we probably watched aladdin a lot <laughs> yeah. I mean, like those vhs's we watched them all the time of course we didn't have internet or youtube or you know that's right. what you would watch. You just pop in a movie. Just, yes. you know, sit down, get snacks. Commit. And you yes. commit, yeah. You and I both share a love for Mulan, yes? I love Mulan. Would you say that she's your favorite Disney princess? Yes, hands down. I loved that cartoon. Yes. I understand it's problematic, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. Did you have any favorite songs or moments that you would quote as a kid? Ooh, I don't know that I quoted anything. There's a lot of great quotes. There, yeah. Just from Mushu alone. Yeah. But I think for me, it was, um, I, I, I liked um, I'll Make a Man Out of You and Reflection. And I, um, and I haven't seen the film in so long. I feel like I'm going to be so rusty with like my favorite things. But honestly, what I loved is that she made this huge decision for her family and, um, yeah, that's why I've always enjoyed Mulan. But yeah, I I mean, hey, if we want to talk about Disney problems like later on, you know, in hindsight, I, I totally get that too. Yeah. We can acknowledge the problems while also remembering our childhood. Yes. You know? But it's interesting. Mulan and Belle both sacrifice for their father. Mm-hmm. They're both, you know, they're kind of odd in their own way. And they really like make positive change. That's true. I I, I, I guess I can get down with those those kinds of uh, characteristics, those qualities. There's a lot of differences, but <laughs> I think at their core, I, I love that both Mulan and Belle are, you know, they sacrifice so much. Their other princesses kind of want something and they just go for what they want. Mm-hmm. But these two are really trying to protect their family and their honor. That is so true. Well, look at you just breaking that down. You know, I spent a lot of time thinking about Disney with this podcast. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay. When was the first time that you remember going to a Disney theme park? I believe that I must have been in middle school and we went with our family. And I think that this was the first time. And and I, I'm a little like blurry on it just because uh, I get I get all of the, the vacations out of sequence in a little bit. But um, yeah, I remember we went with my sister, Keisha, who's, who's older than me. She's 15 years older than me um, and her kids and uh, my parents. And we went to all of the parks. Well, not all because we didn't go to the water parks or anything like that. But we went to the main parks. And so I don't know what year that was, but I think I was like 12. Do you remember any of the rides that you went on that you loved? I loved everything. <laughs> I did. I remember thinking, this is really cool because I'm from Jonesboro, Georgia. So the only theme park we had gone to at that point was Six Flags, uh, you know, outside of Atlanta. And so um, I was just, I remember thinking it was clean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, that the, that the, all the shops had such great treats and everything. And um and as far as rides, I'm, I'm thinking Tower of Terror stayed with me for sure. Um, it's a small world, definitely. Those are two extremes. You just mentioned like <laughs> this like thrill ride that drops you in this very peaceful boat ride. Well, I love the range. To be honest, they they both kind of scared me because to be in it's a small world with all these small little faces singing the same song over and over. I it was, I was just really in my head about it. But now that I've gone recently, I'm like, Oh, this is really cute. This is really sweet. But, but at 12, I was like, Oh, I'm kind of scared of these doll like yeah. figures with their mouths moving. <laughs> that would be scary. I think. And there were so many of them at Disney, There's you know, so many. Now, you're talking about Walt Disney World. Have you ever been to Disneyland in California? I've never been to Disneyland. I've never been. No, I want to go. I feel like everyone around me has gone. I've never gone to Disneyland. Well, look under your chair. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're going. Are you Oprah? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I wish. Wouldn't that be fun? See, because I grew up going to Disneyland. So the first time I went to Disney World, I was an adult. And it was a totally opposite experience. And you'll have that experience when you go to Disneyland with Absolutely. me tomorrow. <laughs> I believe that someone very close to you is a huge Disney fan. What was that like when you married Austin and oh his God. love of Disney? Austin is a huge Disney fan, so much so that he thought that he couldn't, like, talk about it, you know? He was like, I, I don't want you to know how big of a Disney fan I am, but it's just time for you to know, like, I love Disney. And I was like, it's okay, you can you can love Disney. Um, I, I think um, that his love for Disney came out of his mom's love for Disney. So his mom, like, like, legit, loves Disney. I remember the first time I went to their house in Kansas City, uh, it was Christmas time and she had all of the figurines um, out everywhere. Like anywhere you could decorate that was Christmas related was also Disney related. You know, all the mugs, she had different uh, themed mugs, all the princesses in a mug and all, you know. Um, and so he loves Disney. And I think for him, it's just the that it's a, a 
a culmination of beautiful art and beautiful storytelling and excellence. And he just loves all of that. You know, that when you go to Disney, there are certain parameters that, that are that they're always gonna hit. And he does he, he's never let down, he's never disappointed by Disney. So yeah, I've gone to Disney more since we've been together than in my entire life before that point, you know? So like we went on a Disney cruise. We were supposed to go on a Disney cruise last year and that got canceled. And then we moved it to this year and then it also got canceled again. So we still have this big Disney cruise to go on to take his mom and everything. But um, yeah, I've gone to the park so many times since Austin and I have been together. Yeah. So many of, I mean, me included and so many of our listeners, you know, we do have that moment of being like true Disney nerds and feeling, you know, a little embarrassed like Austin is. So I appreciate what you did for him by saying it's okay. And if you can just tell our listeners right now that it's okay as well. Yeah, it is. It is okay to love Disney. You, you're allowed, like, <laughs> you're allowed to love Disney for the rest of your lives. Adrian, you shared online that your dream is to voice an animated character. Is there any Disney character that you wish you had given voice to? Oh my gosh, I've never even thought of that. If there was a Disney character I could have given voice to, I have no clue. I have never thought of that. Um, You know what? Hercules would have been pretty cool. Like the god Hercules? No, no, not to be Hercules, but one of the... um, the muses. Yes, those muses. Yeah. We yeah. love those muses. Yeah, that would have been pretty amazing. But I mean, honestly, I the women that did it, like they killed it. Well, so. Sure, of course. Yeah, of course. and that's that's why it's a hard question to answer because I know everyone's already done such a great job. Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, well, like a revival, you know, just be like, okay, that was I, I. I honor the original. I want to try it again. You know, I like that. If you could create an animated Disney character that you could give voice to, what would the character be? Would it be a villain, a hero, you know, royalty, a sidekick, animal? What do you think your character would be? Oh my gosh. I love the idea of being a sidekick because I I just I feel like they have the best jokes. They're always the one to come in the clutch and save the day. And so, yeah, I would love to be the sidekick. And like take a little weight off, like being the, like any kind of leading character, you know. Um, yeah, the sidekick for sure. Do you have any favorite sidekicks from Disney? I mean, I think we mentioned Mushu already. Yeah, yeah, and Abu. Oh Abu yeah, Abu is a he's a man. He's a solid friend, right? Yes, a friend yeah. like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not like me, but you know, you know where I'm going with that. So speaking of using your artistic side for Disney, let's talk about the fact that you play Nala in the Broadway production of The Lion King. Do you remember what it was like when you saw Circle of Life for the first time on stage? Oh my gosh. Was that before you were cast? Yes. It was in 2009. I was in Atlanta. I saw the tour. Um, I can't remember the, the theater. It wasn't at the Fox. It was at a different theater. But- uh, I, my mind was blown. I could not believe that they were parading down the aisles, that we were looking at animals. Like, I just remember being so overcome. I hadn't seen any piece of theater like that before. I I just thought it was so beautiful. And now knowing how tours work, because at that time I didn't know anything about touring shows or anything. 
now knowing how touring shows work, like just the simple fact that they can tour something like the Lion King is crazy to me, you know? Um, so yeah, circle of life took my breath away and, and Rafiki just seeing that Rafiki had been re rewritten as a, a female role was like mind blowing to me too. You know, I'm like, Hey, anything can change. <laughs> yeah, of course. Do you sometimes on Broadway try and sneak your way into that number? Oh, yeah. Well, not into it, but I watch it from the back of the house. <laughs> no, maybe you just like create like out of cardboard some like wings and you're like. <laughs> I would get trampled so fast. That's right. That, okay. that backstage choreo is just as intense as the onstage choreo. You know, like everyone has their place. And one time I was because uh, I was social media captain for a while. So I was always taking photos behind the scenes. And uh, one time I was like, you know, I really need to get some of this stuff, this pre-show stuff. And I stayed until the end of Circle of Life, you know, the blackout. It is a complete madhouse back there. Ooh. No one knows. Like, I really thought you were going to say it's a complete zoo. I was really <laughs> hoping that. Oh, that would have been perfect. It's a complete zoo. We can go back. We can oh edit it if we want. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a complete zoo back there. Like literally, but um, everyone is like running around and, and they're not used to extra bodies being back there. So you really have to be just, you know, out of the way. Yeah. They're going to pull a Mufasa. Yeah. <laughs> That's wrong. I shouldn't say that. Um, is there a favorite moment that you have during the show when playing Nala? Mm, I love the argument scene with Simba because it's the one bit for me that I feel like changes every night. It's the scene that it's just so the pace can change. Um, ha the inflections change. It's just the one piece that I do that feels different. Everything else feels so regimented and care. It has to be, um, we have to be precise just so that we don't hurt each other. But that moment, that moment always really feels real. You know, like this is happening live and living color right now. Is there any song from the show that you don't sing, but wish that you could? Oh man, Endless Night. It's a great song. I love Endless Night. I actually sing it with him backstage every night. He has no clue. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Endless Night is such a beautiful song. But honestly, I love all the music. I also sing uh, the Lioness chant all the time too. Uh, because like, man, the music is just so great. I haven't even gotten tired of the music. And I've done a lot of shows where I'm like, all right, I'm kind of sick of this song. Never in The Lion King. There's not one song I'm tired of. Well, maybe... Maybe chow down. <laughs> chow, chow down is a, is a bold choice. I, I'm with you. So, you know, the Lion King ends, curtain down. Spoiler alert, Simba ascends to the throne. Yeah. What do you think Nala does next? Oh, man. Nala, I feel like, is Simba's right-hand person. So she's leading and guiding. I, I, she's not a quiet companion. Uh, so I think Nala's next move is to keep the kingdom uh, safe and and to never let what happened or what occurred with Scar happen again. Right. I'm sure she becomes like some sort of government official as well. Like she's leading the cabinet or something. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Like let Simba be like the royalty. And then she's like, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to make the government. I'm going to make sure everything's fair and equal. We yeah. love Nala. Yeah. She's totally like Michelle, Michelle Obama, but as a yes. lion. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> In an interview, you mentioned that Nala makes bold decisions and bold choices. Have you ever made a bold decision at a Disney theme park? Ooh. <laughs> well, you know what? I am going to, you know, punch one of those small world 
dolls in the head. You know what? I think the boldest I've ever been at a Disney park is I'm like, you know what? I am just going to walk in the rain, in the pouring rain and wait for this ride. I'm not going to cower and go somewhere. I'm not pulling out my poncho. That's bold. (laughs) That's about as bold as I've gotten. Um, I did try to drink around the world, but um, (laughs) I I wish I hadn't. (laughs) That's right. That was a bold choice you maybe regret. Yes. Got it. I love asking this question. If you had to get a job at the parks, which job would you choose? Oh, I like the idea of being a greeter. Yes. Um, what else? Like you could work um, in one of the stores. You could work in an attraction. Custodial has a great job because they could go everywhere. Yeah, I think I'd want to be a greeter because you're getting a chance to see a, a bunch of people come to Disney maybe for the first time. And like that's got to be a great experience to see their eyes just open up and take it all in. I'm with you. That, that's my job. <laughs> oh, Phooey. We'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Oh, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Adrian, it's time for Fast Pass Answers. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock after I ask you the first question to answer as many as you can. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Adrian Walker, name any song from The Lion King. The Circle of Life. Name any country in Epcot. Canada. Favorite snack in the parks? Ooh, Dole Whip. True or false, you can feel the love tonight. True. Name any character from Mulan. Mulan. Name a Disney villain. Gaston. Favorite Broadway musical. Ooh, Carolina Change. Name any Disney feline that speaks English. Nala. I'm, yes. <laughs> it was the question mark. It was the Nala question. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I was like, wait, feline? I don't know. I was like. <laughs> Great job, though. Great Short job. Short-circuiting right there. <laughs> I mean, Canada, bold choice. And you love a Dole Whip. Yeah. Who doesn't love a Dole Whip? You know, I famously have never ordered one at a Disney park. Really? That's like a big deal. I tried it. I tried it. Austin and I just recently went to uh, Hawaii. And so we stayed at Alani for five nights. 
And this woman was upset because the Dole Whip counter didn't open until 11. And, you know, their their time difference between uh, the East Coast and Hawaii is six hours. And so, you know, it's 8 a.m. and it's 2 p.m. in her brain. And she's like, where's my Dole Whip? You know. Yes. People <laughs> love their Dole Whips. They do. It's trivia time. Oh, boy. Okay, it's trivia time. At World Showcase in Epcot at Walt Disney World sits the China Pavilion. After passing through a beautiful traditional gate, one enters the courtyard, which is dominated by a replica of the Temple of Heaven, which contains the entrance to Reflections of China, a Circle Vision 360 movie exploring China's history and scenery, as well as a museum containing several ancient Chinese artifacts. Also in the pavilion gift shops and restaurants because it is Disney after all. There are also ponds crossed by bridges and Chinese acrobats performing in the pavilion. This pavilion served as the backdrop for the music video of the song Reflection performed by a then unknown singer from the 1998 Disney film Mulan. What is the name of this singer? I believe the name of this singer is Christina Aguilera. <laughs> that is correct. Christina Aguilera. And like, you can go back. It's like full 1990s, you know, fantasy. And she's legit, you know, just walking around the China Pavilion. Wow. Bold choices. That is. She's like, look, I'm going to be a star. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was like, I was on the Mickey Mouse Club momentarily. But I am ready for this this (laughs) music video. Adrian, audiences in New York have seen you in both a classic Broadway musical as well as a Disney animated classic brought to the stage. These two areas are, of course, very dear to our hearts here at E-Ticket to Broadway. One of the songs you sang on Broadway is Another Openin', Another Show. So in this game, Another Openin', Another Disney Show, I'm going to ask you about some of the shows at a Disney park, and I'll be sure to mention their opening nights and need you to answer. Are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) Cross your fingers and hold your heart because as a special twist, each show has to do with a former E-Ticket to Broadway guest. Oh, oh. Well, well, it's curtain time, so away we go. Away we go. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Number one for another opening, another Disney show. This wonderful show opened in Tokyo Disneyland on October 2nd, 1995, and then transferred to Disneyland in 1998. One of the stars of the show was Eden Espinosa, who played both Ariel, as well as this Disney leading lady who sang Just Around the Riverbend. Pocahontas. That's right. Pocahontas. So yeah. Eden opened it in Disneyland. And we love Just Around the Riverbend. Oh, yeah. And also Brooklyn the Musical. Oh, yes, of course. Come through. She sings. Okay. <laughs> Brooklyn, didn't, Brooklyn the Musical did not appear at a Disney park, though. It did not. And not it yet. also didn't appear very long. <laughs> That's on, right. Yeah, but I, I, I do have a, a soft spot for it. <laughs> Good. Number two for another opening, another Disney show. Festival of the Arts has brought many wonderful e-ticket guests to Walt Disney World ever since the first festival kicked off on January 13th, 2017. I'm talking Ashley Brown, Josh Strickland, Carrie Butler, Michael James Scott, Kara Lindsay, Gavin Lee. Now, which park at Walt Disney World does this festival take place? Ooh, that's a good question. 
Well, I don't know the answer, but I would say Epcot. Well, you do know the answer. It is Epcot. <laughs> it makes sense because it's a festival and I don't know. They have room. <laughs> you just lied to me. You're like, I don't know the answer, <laughs> but this is it. <laughs> okay. You're two for two. <laughs> Number three. On February 23rd, 2004, this enchanting new musical opened at Disneyland and later starred a young Drew Galing who was incredibly charming in the show. Which princess starred in the show? The first ever Disney princess. Oh, the first ever? It must be Cinderella? Close. <gasps> you said charming. Uh, oh, first ever, not Broadway Disney princess. First ever princess, Snow White. Yes, it is okay. Snow White, an enchanting musical. Okay. And I, I saw it when I worked there in 2005. I loved it. And Drew Galing starred as the prince. And at some performances, the Huntsman. Wow. That is that is pretty awesome. We love it. Okay, number four, we love Jodie Benson, who of course gave voice to Ariel. At Disney's Hollywood Studios is Voyage of the Little Mermaid, which opened on January 7th, 1992. The movie of The Little Mermaid is one hour, 25 minutes, but how long is this musical? This musical is 22 minutes. I love how confidently you answered that. You are close. <laughs> You're only five minutes off. Okay. It's 17 minutes. 17. Okay. I wasn't sure which way it was going. <laughs> but we love a strong and wrong. Well done. Okay. Number five for another opening, another Disney show. The Festival of the Lion King opened on April 22nd, 1998 in Animal Kingdom. And though it's been relocated, still performs to this very day. Which Emmy Award-nominated actor, who also starred as Sebastian in The Little Mermaid on Broadway, once appeared in the show? You know what? This is so crazy. But I just learned this. <laughs> Titus Burgess. That is correct. It is Titus Burgess. Can you imagine being at Walt Disney World, you know, the four o'clock show, and you're like, this guy can really sing. Yeah. Yeah, because he can. And you know, crazy fat, uh, little fun fact over here is that my friend was just on the Netflix show Sing On and uh, got to do the show with Titus. Oh, Yeah. The Hunchback of Notre Dame was a wonderful Disney movie and opened as a musical on June 21st, 1996 at Disney's Hollywood Studios. But then it also ran at Disneyland under the title The Hunchback of Notre Dame Festival of Fools and starred Olivier Award winner Leslie Margarita. In The Hunchback of Notre Dame, what is the name of Esmeralda's goat friend? <gasps> this one's tricky. Kid. I don't know. That is a solid guess. <laughs> it's Jolly. Jolly? But it's spelled D-J-A-L-I. Oh, Jolly. Okay. You're teaching me new things. I know. On E-Ticket to Broadway, it's about education and entertainment. <laughs> okay. Number seven for another opening, another Disney show. Beauty and the Beast, live on stage, did something amazing and opened their show on the same day the movie came out, November 22nd, 1991. Jessica Rush has appeared as Belle in the show. And in addition to Belle, which is the only other character in the show to sing live? Gaston. Yes. Am I right? Yes, because no one sings live like Gaston. 
Yeah. I wish Mrs. Potts sang live, but no. Oh, man. I just think it's so cool that it opened the same day as the movie. Like that's Yeah, that's bold. Great marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, number eight. This one's actually a parade. The Hercules Victory Parade opened at Disneyland in 1997, and I saw it. And although she didn't appear in the parade, we love Susan Egan, who gave voice to Meg in the movie. In Hercules, Susan famously sings that she won't say she's in what? I have no idea. She sings that she won't say she's in love. Is it really she's in love? I thought, no, this just, it can't be that easy. I know. Sometimes it is. (laughs) Listen, when you go back and re-record as one of the muses, you'll, yeah. you'll know then. <laughs> I'll you'll know, know everything then. You'll know everything then. <laughs> okay, two more. Okay. Number nine. Though she didn't appear in this theme park musical version, Idina Menzel gave voice to Elsa in Frozen, and Frozen Live at the Hyperion opened on May 27th, 2016. Kristen Anderson Lopez and Bobby Lopez wrote the score to Frozen, as well as a musical, which officially opened January 24th, 2007 in Walt Disney World and stars which very cute, small orange fish? Nemo. That is correct. Finding Nemo the musical. Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't know that they wrote the music for that. No, They're very busy. They are very busy. Okay. Are you ready for the last one? I'm ready. Another open, another show. Out of the hat. <laughs> Number 10, our friend Dee Dee Magno Hall starred as Witch Princess when this show opened at Disney California Adventure on January 16th, 2003, and ran all the way until 2016 at the Hyperion Theater. Is it, is it Jasmine? It is Jasmine. And <laughs> yes, she was the original Jasmine in California Adventure. That is awesome. Oh well, my gosh. Adrian, you did so well on another opening, another Disney show. Thank, Thank you. you so much for playing. Thank you for creating that game for of me to play. Of course, I don't. I didn't create it. I actually, it's a it's a very popular board game that people can purchase at the parks. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but as your prize, if you look under your chair, you might see a Dole Whip. Oh my gosh! Look at this. How did you do this? Magical. Disney thing. magic. Disney magic. <laughs> it was Kelly O'Hara. She put it there. <laughs> she put it there. <laughs> hear from some of you huh Adrian we put it on Instagram and your fans are ready with their Disney questions for you here we go Stephanie asks what has been your favorite part of being part of the Disney family Oh man just being a part of a story that I believe in being a part of a story that changes lives that resonates all over the world um and the Disney perks, of course. <laughs> There's always yes. Disney perks. I mean, to have loved Nala enough to wear, you know, her in a school photo and then yeah. you're playing on Broadway. I mean, that is quite the journey. It's quite the journey because I didn't even remember how much I loved Nala. You know, you sometimes you forget so much of your childhood. You put it away. Life happens. And my mom sent, uh, my mom was trying to organize uh, a, a collection of school photos in order and and I guess I looked a little similar in a few years and she was like I don't know what year this is put them in order for me and then I looked at that when I was like oh my gosh I'm wearing a Nala shirt so much so that I wore it for picture day you know like I cared that much so yeah life is crazy like that that would be like if I ended up starring on Broadway as dopey because <laughs> I have so many photos of me wearing dopey shirts in school photos of course but that's <laughs> not gonna happen okay uh samantha asks what went through your mind when you were selected for the role of nala 
I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I had gone on a two-day audition process and uh, it was actually it was actually really fun. It was a really fun process. You know, auditions can be nerve wracking. And um, so I packed up from the audition and got on the train. And by uh, by the time I got to the airport, I had a a voicemail from my agent and I just could not believe that they chose me out of nowhere. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anything about anything. And they were like, come on, come do, come do this Disney show. Deontay wants to know your favorite Disney film, either musical or non-musical. Oh, favorite Disney film. Which could be one of the animated classics. Yeah, well, I mean, I love Mulan and I love what they did with the new one. Um, so I'll just say that for sake of time because I could just think, think, think. And <laughs> we don't have time for that. <laughs> okay, fair. And finally, Philip asks, what made you fall in love with Disney in the first place? Oh, man. It's just, it's one of the first animations that you see as a kid. And it's, it's you know, the, 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 the way that they draw everything is so round and friendly and colorful. I think in a child's eyes, it just seems welcoming and the music is there. And um, even as an adult, it's still worth watching. So um, it's that, it's, it's, there's so much to fall in love with. For some tough choices, let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. It is time for Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two options. Let me know which one you prefer. Here we go. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, the teacups or Dumbo the Flying Elephant? Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Yes. And I, as I am chatting with you more, why do you like Dumbo the Flying Elephant so much? Well, I'd rather be like up in the air and floating and feeling the air. I mean, yes, of course, I love Dumbo and I love elephants, but I really like that rather than like rolling around in the teacups. Yeah. So we will get that motion sickness. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's part of, you know, it's part of the Disney tradition. Okay. <laughs> Tweedledee or Tweedledum, watching a parade down Main Street or watching fireworks over the castle? Oh, the fireworks. The fireworks. It's so magical. And like just the way they do the lights. Now they have lights on the castle to change everything up. It's oh, it's just spectacular. So yeah, the fireworks. Disney has ruined fireworks for me when there's no music. <laughs> when there's just like a fireworks display, it's like, where's the music? Where's the music? Where, why isn't this sequenced with something? Where are the drones? <laughs> exactly. Okay, Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Hakuna Matata or Too Darn Hot? Ooh, <laughs> too darn hot. Sorry. Oh. Okay, follow up. Too darn hot or chow down? Oh, too darn hot. Yeah. <laughs> Final Tweedledee or Tweedledum? Space Mountain or Expedition Everest? Ooh, ooh, that's good. Oh man, I love both of those. Okay, you don't have to choose. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt you. No, I won't be hurt. I'm going to go with Everest. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take Spice Mountain then. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Adrian, what's the first thing you want to do the next time you go to a Disney park? Depending on the park, right? So if it's, I believe these are at Magic Kingdom. 
a turkey leg is is in my future. Okay. You're going straight to that turkey leg cart? Yeah. Over there by Peter Pan. It is going to be 8 a.m.? Yeah. And they're going to be open. I'm going to say, do you have turkey legs? Yes. And they're going to say, you know what? We do. We do. Here you have go, a magical day. Have a magical day. Can I have a couple of napkins? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and then you go to get a Dole Whip right after that? Yeah. Yeah. Would you consider dunking the turkey leg in a Dole Whip? Absolutely not. <laughs> yes. I think that's the correct answer. But live your life if that's what you want to do. Well, Adrian, this has been so much fun. Thank you for joining me talking about your love of Beauty and the Beast and Mulan and, of course, Lion King and Dole Whips and Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Thank you so much again for joining. Thank you for having me. This has been great, David. Of course. And we will see you at the parks. Oh boy, thanks for listening. Hi y'all, this is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.